and welcome to the Bible Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Kelly, and I'm here to help you understand what you just read in the Bible. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad you're on this journey with me. If you are new, welcome. If you have any questions on how the podcast is laid out, you can listen to my introduction episode. And everyone is welcome to my website, bmepodcast.com. You can drop me a note, ask any questions, or just get up to date on the podcast with the resources I have there, including links to all of my pop culture references. As I said last week, this will be a short week since most of what is put in Proverbs is easy to follow, but like I said last week, I'll point out the Proverbs that stick with me or ones that I should be following and aren't. So we will be going through Proverbs chapter 4 through 24, and the timeline is 950 BC approximately. So let's get into this. Chapter 4 didn't really have anything that struck me, but chapter 5 did. In verses 1 through 14, not only do I use this against adultery, but I use this as a reminder to myself that sin doesn't just affect me. It literally creeps in and can hurt far more people than I ever intended or wanted to. As small as it may seem at the time, it can grow exponentially and cause a crap ton of problems. So just be thinking about that. And also, uh, adultery is mentioned again in chapter 6 verses 28 through 35. It'd be important. Speaking of chapter 6 verses 6 through 11, as someone who has dealt with debt, hello student loans, and uh, some credit card debt I don't really want to talk about, but uh, let's just say Dave Ramsey is not a fan of my budget. Really, really steps on my toes, but I do know because I have gotten out of debt once before that there is no better feeling than knowing you owe absolutely no one. And I will get back there. It's just not today. Continuing in chapter 6, verses 16 through 19, I think that every Christian should keep this in their heart. May God remind us of it when we forget, because I have forgotten before. And those are the six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him, which are haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. So yeah, chapter 7, 1 through 27 is another thing about adultery. You get the feeling that God's like, just no. This is the third utterance of it. And in Jewish custom, three is final. Do not do adultery because it will cause you and everyone around you crap ton of problems. But just know that if you have divorced or you've had adultery or any of those other things, that God still loves you. There is a chance for redemption and there is a chance for healing. Chapter 8, 13, as someone who has had pride, <laughs> believe it or not, been arrogant more than once or twice and is trying very hard to refrain from perverse speech. This verse always has me acting like that gif with Homer Simpson where he's disappearing back into the bushes like, oh, gotta go. Um, but seriously, it is a struggle for me and unfortunately I have not arrived. I was driving the other day. Someone slammed on their brakes out of nowhere. We were going 75 on the freeway. I do live in Texas after all. It scared me so much that words flew out of my mouth and they were not good. Just know that if my death comes as a surprise and scares me, well, my last words will be holy and then a four-letter word. It, it just seems to be the way of it. Uh, <laughs> let's move on, shall we? Chapters 9, verses 7 through 9. If this ain't the truth, do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. <laughs> I think we all know that. Instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. 
Same as don't cast your pearls before swine. They don't care. They won't listen to reason and it will only invite heartache. Does that make it easy? No, not for some of us, but I try to keep this in the back of my mind. Figuring out which one are swine though can be really tough. I have not arrived here either. Chapter 10, verse 12. Hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers all wrong. Uh, this is especially hard for me when you, when I've been wronged and maybe for you when you've been wronged, but I have never seen it proven false. It's simple, but hard. Chapter 11, verse 13, a gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps a secret. I am the worst at discerning what is a secret. So if you don't tell me it's a secret, I'll think it's common knowledge, you know, and I'll share that information if it happens to to be needed. And like somebody says, oh, and I'll just share the information because I won't know that it's not common knowledge. Um, so if you want me to keep something in confidence, you just have to tell me as much. And if you do, I won't share it. I will not share secrets, but you got to tell me it's that because I really suck at the discerning part of what is a secret. And then in chapter 12, verse 15, the way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. Just a tip. If you are looking for someone to agree with your thoughts and those around you all think it's a bad idea, it is a bad idea, no matter how you try to rationalize it. Don't keep looking for that one person that agrees with you because they're either being nice or they're not being wise. And that's a hard one to take to you, but seriously. In chapters 13, verse 7, I see this as literally the same expression as the rich shout, but the wealthy whisper. I know this from firsthand experience because when I was in sales, the location of my showroom was between a middle, middle class, upper middle class, and the wealthy areas. And you could almost always peg the upper middle class because they acted like they were owed something and I should bow down to their money and prestige. The wealthy never did that. And sometimes you couldn't tell them apart from anyone else. And when they needed to pay for an item and had to call you back with their black Amex card because they were on a beach in Hawaii and didn't have their wallet with them at that moment, you figured out pretty quickly that uh, they were wealthy, but you would have never known it otherwise. The middle middle class also doesn't act like that because they most of them don't. It's usually just the upper middle class. Let that be, you know, putting it out there. And then chapter 13, verse 24, I am not a parent, but I am someone who has had phenomenal parents, three sisters who are doing well, and a host of friends with good parents. You have to discipline your kids. I know it sucks. I know it has to be hard, but it's what they need. Make note, I said discipline, as did the Bible. The fact that that even has to be made clear is a very, very sad thing, but it does. Teen, verse one, I have made the mistake more than once of using a harsh word when I clearly should have used a gentle answer. And so when I'm in a situation where someone has screwed up, I try to remember this so that both me and the other party come out barely scathed. Most people do not like making mistakes and they don't need you yelling at them. It, it's hard enough. So I try to remember that. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes it does. But there you go. Chap chapter 16, verses 12 through 15. Leaders, listen up. This is what you should be wanting and accepting, not the opposite. This goes all the way from the leaders in government down to the manager of one. Read up, study, become. There's nothing that ruins a job worse 
than a crappy manager, crappy boss, and crappy leadership. Did we just enter a soapbox? I think we did. I think we did. So moving on, chapter 16, verse 18. This is a reminder to say to myself, and I always say it in the King James Version because that's the one I like best, pride goeth before the fall. So the minute I get up on my little high horse, I'm like, oh, got to get back down because that fall is going to be steep and it's going to hurt. Verse 17, 28 is one that I always think about because I love Twain and he has a similar saying to this. Even a fool is thought wise if kept silent. It's better to be silent. As Mark Twain says, don't open your mouth and remove all doubt that you're stupid. Say it a lot. Really mean it. Really need it. Chapter 18, 16. Never underestimate what a nice gift or gesture can do. Chapter 19, verse 22, what a person desires is unfailing love. There is only one that will ever give us complete and utter unfailing love, and that is God. Jesus died for it. Remember that. Chapter 20, verse 25, don't rashly commit to anything, even plans. It is such a pain to do something you didn't want to do because you weren't thinking or too much of a coward to say no. I've done both more than once, still currently do it. And uh, I just want to say learn from me and don't do that. Don't do it. Chapter 21 verse 9 is the last one and it is better to live in a corner on the roof than deal with a quarrelsome wife. Both go back to 2025. You don't want to be in either of these situations so don't rashly commit to someone you don't know because if you're the quarrelsome wife they don't like you and if you're the dude you don't want to be with them. So I'm just saying watch that one guys. That's where this episode ends because next episode, we've got a lot more to go into. We get to really go into Solomon. I love you all. I hope you have a most fabulous week this week and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. (laughs) 